This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Martha, is there anything we can add to your intro? Have you got anything done lately now? <laughs> Captain? <laughs> well, did yeah. we say Captain? Yeah. Didn't say Captain? I don't think so. Oh, we got updated. Yeah. Captain Martha Spencer reporting <laughs> for duty. Hey, welcome, everybody. Good Saturday morning. Uh, well, back from South Dakota. What a change, huh? You know, a change scenery-wise, but I'll tell you, the weather there was just about as warm as it was down here. It was not bad. We've got a real break uh, several years past when I've gone. We've been walking through knee-deep snow and winds that you couldn't hardly stand up to, but it was perfectly real. I really, I don't think you could have got any better weather. Yeah, Maybe we the were, mud we was lucky. a problem, but less mud Hey, if mud good. is all we had to deal with, I'll take mud over a cold. Yeah. Well, tell folks about uh, how the trip went. I know a lot of them were waiting. Last time we were on last Saturday morning, we were getting ready to go out there. Yeah, it and was And we had beautiful. three days of it. It was beautiful. I mean, from the time we got there to the time we left, everybody was super friendly, dog-friendly place. I mean, I think that counted nine dogs there. Not all were working, <laughs> but from 13 months to 16 years, they do love their dogs. Beautiful lodge. You know what? They added that breezeway so you don't have to go right. outside when you go from your rooms to the kitchen, which was really nice. And I know they were talking about doing some upgrades for boot racks and all that when we were leaving, but the hunts were great. The one thing that I, I did notice, the hunts go by very quickly. It's not like a deer hunt where you're sitting around or even a duck hunt where you get a lot of lull. Because you're walking and you're constantly scanning, it's, it's very active, and I think any sport that's active like that just passes the time much faster. Well, I'm sure you've got a whole new respect for wild South Dakota pheasants. Absolutely. Those guys can put the afterburners on. I think they got burners on their feet when they fly. <laughs> well, track stars, too. They can outrun. Anyway, you can see some of the upcoming Bayou Wild episodes. I'm not sure when it's going to be on, but probably January. Next season. I think it's going to be February. Well, maybe start yeah. season four. You can catch our South Dakota Cajun invasion. Next year, you might want to come along, and we'll be posting information for that. Well, we've got a lot of activities going on. It's uh, approaching Thanksgiving week, which means a lot of people have time off. They're going to be hunting, fishing. Uh, Black Friday is one of the biggest fishing days of the year. I got a trip coming up with Dudley. I know you've been doing a lot of deer hunting, yep. and you've got a trip planned. Yeah, I'm heading to Texas. We're going to the ranch, and I'll, I'll be in a stand a lot. Uh, they won't be rutting yet over there. They usually rut a little later in uh, December. We probably go back in December as well, but there should be some good deer. And I've been, I've been bow hunting a lot more this year, and I'm still waiting for that right deer. I've seen a lot of deer, but I just am addicted to it. I love it. I, I'll take a bow over a gun any day. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, duck season opened in all three zones. As, as soon as it opens up this morning in our east zone, we're going to be getting some live in the duck blind reports for you. Got a frontal system passing through as we speak. Uh, what's the latest, meteorologist? What's it looking like? Well, out it there? looks like there'll be some showers lingering through the day today. So bring your rain gear if you're heading to the duck blinds. I don't expect it to cool down too much. It looks like there's still going to be some warmer weather today. Tomorrow morning will be cooler. We'll be in the 40s and 50s, so a slight dip in temperatures, but overall, it looks like this week is going to be staying on the mild side. All right, we'll get some more up-to-the-minute reports for you. Also, um, how many of you offshore fishermen use a descending device? Well, Representative Garrett Graves is going to be with us a little bit later on and ask you to support what he's calling his Descent Act. And uh, speaking of Red Snapper, uh, you're going to hear the case of the Halloween Snapper Nappers. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Uh, guys are going to have to reach deep in their pockets on this one. We also invite you to text us uh, throughout the program, 870-870. Now, we can't take photos or videos, but uh, certainly tell us who you are, where you are, what you got going on, comments, questions. It's all welcomed right here at the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, welcome back in. Uh, Martha, before we get to Robbie Campo, we want to get that Shell Beach report because the fishing has been pretty good down there. But uh, the Louisiana State Department, right. has their computer system was hacked into last Monday. And that has caused problems in a lot of different agencies, including Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. I talked to a couple of folks up there this week. They basically were out of a job. They, they, could, they couldn't function. There's no more backup paper files and things like that. So some of the things that may still be affected, I'm not sure when it's going to be cleared up. Maybe it's been cleared up overnight. But some of the apps don't work. Uh, you might not be able to buy a hunting or fishing license. Uh, you have to get a permit a user permit to go on the wmas you can still get a paper permit there though correct yes if you go to the kiosk and and fill it out by hand but if you're relying on doing it on your phone or with any of the apps for department of wildlife and fisheries you're probably going to run into some problems now I don't know what they'll do if uh, someone says, I couldn't get a license, I couldn't get a permit. You well, know, this goes uh, for driver's licenses also. Yeah, the, yeah. well, DMV's got a lot of other problems besides <laughs> that. This, yeah. But anyway, just be aware if you're using any of the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, functions on their, their internet, on website system, it, it may be down. We temporary. like to hope that everyone has their licenses by now. Yes. But, well, you know, but be you know, kind you get people coming in, non-residents, yeah. yeah, want to get them and stuff like that. Uh, so it could be difficult. Because I don't know about, uh, I guess, at the places at the stores where you walk in and buy them their systems are tied into the state so there's no way they can write you yeah. a paper license anyway something to consider let's get robbie campo in here he has just come back from the frozen tundra of Truck canada loaded down and with a mule robbie welcome back my friend can, is your jaw loosened up from the frostbite <laughs> or not i tell you don it was it wasn't as cold this trip as it was uh in the past um but it was still pretty chilly up there <laughs> um yeah it was First two days was was you know uh, really cold, and then it kind of warmed up in the you know in the teens and the twenties, <laughs> which is very doable there. I know it sounds crazy, but <clears throat> you know when it gets in the teens, it's like a heat wave up there. You know, it really it, it, it's 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 crazy how you know when you see this because people say, well, man, I was hunting in, I was hunting in Kansas and it was zero and I was freezing. You know, it's a it's a little bit different, but when it's at minus fourteen, like it was the first day, uh, that's pretty cool stuff. Were um, you hunting in yeah. a, in a box blind, or you were in, out in the open? No, were ma'am. You? No, ma'am. I was in a I was in a climbing that's stand, what I thought. thirty-five feet up. Whoa! <laughs> You're brave. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, especially being from Shell yeah. Beach, you know, your blood's not accustomed to all that stuff, man. Well, tell folks no. what you bagged <laughs> up there. We saw pictures. That thing was well, a monster. I, I got a, I, I got a really nice ten point, and um, uh, you know, I was. You know, it's it's not the biggest buck that I've killed there, but it was it was sure dandy. And uh, I tell you, um, you know, if you ever if you ever think about going, you know, if you have a bucket list thing you want to do in life, go to Alberta or Saskatchewan. I was in Alberta, um, in northern Alberta. If you want to go do that, do it because I'm telling you, you will absolutely fall in love with that place. It's 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 gorgeous. Um, you know, if you can handle a little bit of cold weather for a week, just, I mean, just do it. It's, it's something that I think everybody should experience. It's, you know, it's beautiful up there. Just one um, more question on that um, deer before we get to Shell Beach. How much does he weigh? Because those deer are just jumbo compared to anything we got down here. I'll tell you what, that deer was the lightest deer that I've killed in four years. That's a, 
at DOA, 230 pounds. The heaviest <laughs> one I've killed up there was 340. Wow. The first deer I ever killed up there was 340. Yeah, I got I got one that was 285, and I got one that was 255, and this one here was 230. That'll so, test your drag yeah. out skills. Have you ever struck out up there, Robbie? Gone, made the long trip, nope. sat in the freezing cold for three nope. or four days? Nope. My fourth year, and um, Good to go every time. Good for you. <laughs> Good deal. Good deal. Every time. Yep. Well, let's uh, talk about some fishing down you, there. How's the fishing been? Well, anyway, I'm glad to be home, and I want to give a thanks to Mr. Glenn for doing a show for me for two weeks. Um, I really appreciate him doing that for me. He did a great uh, job. Anyway, yeah, I'm sure he did. He probably never missed a beat from Britain Sound days. But uh, the fishing has been off the charts. <clears throat> you know, while I was gone, it was good. Um, I come back here, uh, Thursday was my first day back at work. They smoked them Thursday. They smoked them yesterday. Um, this morning here, you know, and, and then said, and Don, it's from Shellmet all the way down, you know, up to the Bluffy Marsh, south of, south of the Mr. Go, all the way, you know, to Delacro. It's just off the charts, man. It's, uh, all your fall fishing spots that you like to go to, and I don't have to name them because you know where you like to go is just on fire. I mean, it, you know, it's just it's just absolutely off the charts. Um, Lake Bourne on the eastern shoreline yesterday was was amazing, just amazing. It caught a lot of fish there yesterday. Redfish and speckled trout, uh, you know, from Jankies going all the way St. Marlow, by Sioux Zigzag, uh, all the way to by Biloxi up that way. They caught fish. Um, it's just been it's just been an one incredible fall season so far. Uh, we got plenty of live shrimp on hand. Uh, you know, come on down and see us. We got a south wind blowing this morning. We're supposed to get some rain today. Uh, you don't have to get here at you know at the five o'clock hour. Um, you know, wait for the sun to come up, and you know that's what everybody else has been doing. And from like about that seven o'clock hour down, we've been busy all day. It's just been. It's been nonstop action down here. People coming and going and buying bait and catching fish all day long. So, you know, you don't have to get up early. You come down here and, and try to beat the crowd. You just you just come on down here and get in it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> and then you can help the duck hunters by being out there, too. I got some decent duck reports from Biloxi Marsh. Now, these guys were good hunters, you know, but uh, there's some birds to be killed there. Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, I talked to some guys who who uh, hunted out there yesterday. They fished up on the way in, but they hunted yesterday morning. I uh, said that they killed, uh, you know, there was a lot of dogrees mixed in them. Uh, but hey, it is what it is. You know, um, they 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 hunted earlier in the week. They caught they killed some grays, but the grays weren't there yesterday. But the but the dogrees were. So I said, well. I said, they'll stink the pot up just like the straight ducks will if you want to shoot them. So yeah. people don't want to shoot them sometimes because they, ah, it's a diving duck, blah, 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 blah. But it's well, early in the season, so maybe they're not as fishy yet. No. Okay. And, and I got a recipe for dogry. Anybody wants to, to, a recipe for dogry, send me an email. And believe me, you'll, you'll start shooting them. You'll be blasting them just like the grays. Robbie, before you go, Thanksgiving Thursday, what's the schedule at the marina? You guys open or is it self, uh, self-service? We're going to be open in the morning until 9 o'clock, and then we're going to shut it down, you know, Go, you know, um, go eat and everything else. But uh, we'll be open that morning to nine o'clock. And 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 if you want to come out, the ramp is open all day. But we'll be here to nine o'clock. All right, you got venison on the turkey on the Thanksgiving Day menu? Uh, no, no uh, turkey, but <laughs> I don't think we're doing deer meat. No, no venison this time. All right, but uh, yep. 
Well, I'll be eating anyway, that deer for two they years. Come on that bridge, come on down and see us. Okay, Rob, thanks for the report. We appreciate it. Congratulations right, and welcome back. See you next week. Yes, sir. All right, we'll be back with some of these text messages. If you want to shoot us one, it's 870-870. What are you doing? You know, a question I've got. Um, do you include some wild game on your Thanksgiving menu? If you do, what is it? That's 870-870. We'll be right back after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And that was uh, in honor of our mm-hmm. uh, long-lost friend, Captain Tofield Bourgeois. We certainly do miss him. I know the listeners here miss him, and time. I do too. All right, we got some text messages coming in. If you'd like to text us, it's 870-870. Asking you this question this morning, uh, do you include any type of wild game on your Thanksgiving Day <laughs> menu? Oh, there's a great one on here, Don. Our wild game is Twister from Big Buck Bob. Twister? Like, you talking about the game? Yeah, he said he said wild game. That's a, They get wild doing Twister. I didn't get it. That <laughs> one was over my head. That's funny. Bob and Slidell, you, you need a new writer, okay? All right. <laughs> let's see. We got uh, somebody was uh, complaining we didn't give them the traditional opening theme music. That's the traditional. We'll have to play it for them sometime during the show. Headed to Delacro, rain or shine. You know, that's how the straight hands do it. Good for you. There's not too much rain out there. It'll be fine. No, no, no. Today is definitely a doable day. It's not one of those stay-home days. All right, we have, uh, who is that? Matt and Steven. That's the straight hands. All right, and we have uh, somebody's driving the big rig today, but headed to Texas this week in search of the big buck. Wish him luck. That is Danny. Good luck to you, Danny. And that's where you're going. Yeah, hopefully I'll see a big buck too, but I'm I'm open to does too. Tell us where you're going to be, Danny. What part of Texas you're hunting in? Where are you going? I'm going to Catula, Texas. Catula, the big metropolis of Catula. <laughs> it's about an hour <laughs> south of San Antonio. Uh, it's kind of near where they do the rodeos at, uh, but it's definitely South Texas hunting. It's not hill country. Good morning, Don and Martha. Kevin at the camp on Bird Island. Shoot, getting ready to make a wood duck hunt. That's always fun. I've only done one of those wood duck hunts. Who else we got here? Uh, we've got someone saying, not many ducks in Bayou Biloxi. Very far in between. Fishing was good. Yeah, yeah there's your backup. That's kind of been the general report. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's see. We've got uh, coffee and pouring rain at the Pistol Range in Lumberton, Mississippi. Headed, uh, headed, time the shooter, headed for the shooter box. So I guess that's what he's saying. Steve is traveling from Kansas City to southern Iowa to go pheasant hunting. Lots of fun. Wishing all the hunters and fishermen out there a safe Hunt. Wish we had pheasants in Louisiana. Well, we have the pen rays, but you know, it's the not tower the same. No, I've learned not, it no. is not the same. These no, birds are bigger and they are faster. <laughs> well, they they live tougher. Um, you know, they tried. You don't remember this because you weren't born yet. But they, <laughs> they actually tried to stock wild pheasants in Louisiana. We actually had a pheasant. I think season. the problem there's too many critters to get them. Um, well, there's a lot of critters in other places. The problem was explained to me that uh, because of our mosquito problem, yeah. they get a pox. Ugh. And it uh, doesn't, doesn't fare too well with them. So no pheasants for Louisiana. But we did have a season. Uh, they were trying some of the prairie country out in southwest Louisiana to actually stock the birds. But uh, that was one of those failed experiments, but worth a try for sure. Text boards are on fire this morning. Yeah, everybody's waiting for this little weather system to move out before they go out. Justin the duck guy, duck in the kitchen, uh, chicken on dewy gumbo and ground deer meat in the dirty rice. Yep, that sounds delicious. Justin must have had a successful hunt got someone here that says looking for some equipment tips fished the marsh all my life but recently able to go offshore looking for a spinning rod and reel setup 
I I like Shimano. I like Pen, but those are your more expensive brands. If you're going to go for something a little more affordable, you've got uh, Daiwa. You've, there's all kinds of stuff. Head on over to one of the local shops. They'll set you up. Can't uh, beat the ugly stick. No, that's a great ride. <laughs> Durability and price. No you don't need to that. go crazy with offshore stuff. You know, stuff breaks. So if you're not going to be out there all the time, you don't have to go crazy spending money. Yep. All right, somebody, uh, this is from uh, one of our Alabama listeners, I believe. We have been hooking up with, oh, is that Mississippi? Not sure. We have been hooking up with dolphin, cobia, and think we had a kingfish, but we got spooled. We are fighting these fish with gussied up bass tackle. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that that's is crazy. Fun. Light tackle on mahi. I, yeah, that's a good fight, though. Give us your name, and we'll put that out for all your Christmas shoppers on your that want to get gifts for you, need something for you. There's a Sargosa spinning reel. That's a good um, spinning reel for that sort of thing. It's a little bit bigger. It's not as expensive as the Stella. The Stella is very expensive, but it's a Shimano Sargosa. That's a good reel to check out for something like that. So check those out. Little, little less uh, expensive. And the Stella is very. The Stella is nice. very I got, I got nice, one. but you better be prepared to. I keep that money. on the shelf. Yeah. it hasn't <laughs> hit the water yet. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, we got uh, Ted posted. Good luck to all the deer hunters and the duck hunters out there. Brad's headed to the deer stand on Lafitte LaRose Highway, and it's raining pretty good. There's what I looked at the radar a second ago. It's little pockets of downpours, so I don't think it's going to ruin your day. Don't expect it to be dumping on you all day, and I think it'll start to clear out in the next couple hours. So if you can make it through the next three hours or so, we should be okay. And if you're rifle hunting, uh, it's a good shooting house day Absolutely. for sure. All right, we'll take this break. we come back, more fishing reports, more information. Your text messages, send them to us at 870-870. By the way, I've got some interesting uh, information on my website DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com Got a picture of that uh, descending The descent device That we're going to talk about With uh, Representative Garrett Graves later on And also asking you um, Do you hunt and fish Or hunt and fish on holidays Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year's Is it part of your tradition Simple yes or no That's our outdoor opinion poll Got a lot of other stuff there Including uh, a question uh, Not a question But a video That is in the form of a question Where are the ducks? I think you might find the answer If you check it out That's DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com We're back right after this Quick three minute pause On the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network Martha um, Our last outdoor opinion poll Was uh, if you're sitting on a deer stand And the coyote shows up Before your deer Would you shoot the coyote? There's two different opinions, and I'm not sure which one I fall under. Um, if it's been a persistent situation, you've seen them on cameras, and you've seen them a lot, I, I probably would. But if it's just an isolated incident, I don't know if I would want to disturb the area. I think it would depend on the day for me. Now, there's some you know, some scientific data out there that says that if you shoot the the dominant, the alpha male coyote, that, that the, the others will breed, will breed, and you'll actually be actually, you know, be increasing the coyote population on your lease so not so sure but anyway we uh we got a new opinion poll up there and asking you about uh, do you hunt fish on holidays we also got some text messages coming in we'll get to those right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with don dubuque radio network martha we got some new texts coming in Corey is heading to the deer stand it is his last day of vacation he hasn't specified if he's gotten a deer yet but good luck to you Corey. hope you bag one Oh, your little grandnephew, Drew. He is on the <laughs> vacation of a lifetime. He's headed up to Oklahoma with Dad, Big Bucks, and Greenheads. 
Dad's driving, of course. Yeah, I bet he's wearing his Bayou Wild hat. He never takes that thing off. That kid is sick for it. He is just... He's for, got it. What is he, nine really, years old? Nine years old. He's really got it bad. He already holds the number six all-time state yep. record for the striped hey, bass. Drew. Good Fish luck of to the you. Year. Yeah, Drew, I want some venison. Bring us back some meat. <laughs> uh, Ed is headed to the deer stand in Wilmer, Alabama, the one of the latest states for deer hunting. Good luck to you, Ed. God, wow, everyone's up this morning. I guess because it's raining, maybe people are waiting out. Uh, Tyrell, Kyle, and I just moved back from Baton Rouge from all over the nation. He's having trouble finding good places to fish and crab off the pier or jetties. Can you give some locations? Can I find pier locations or jetties on your website? Um, I've got a, a, on my website the 10 favorite bank fishing spots, and some of those areas are appropriate for crabbing. Uh, if you want to crab, uh, you know, Grand Isle. The beaches at Grand Isle, but this is not the time of the year to do that. You got to do that. It's a summertime thing. Uh, there was a pier in Lafitte. Somebody's got to tell me if the Herman Adams Pier is still open in Lafitte. It used to rent you sections of pier, and you would pay, I don't know, it was back in the day, it was real cheap, 10 bucks or so. And you could go out there, and, but you got to use strings and a scoop net. Mm-hmm. You cannot catch them in a net, not because it's illegal. They just won't go in a net for some reason there. And those are kind of light crabs. I'll tell you another place is good. If you stop at Bayou Adventures in Lacombe, and if you're not familiar Down with the road. Lake Road, yeah, Shannon and, and Jeff will send you right there. And you can catch some really nice crabs there, too. <laughs> this is a good one. Morning. We're in Lafitte, or excuse me, Lafayette, enjoying the show, getting ready for the family invasion beginning Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> the relatives are wild enough. Domestic turkey, rabbit, and all the fixings. And, of course, smoked boudin will be on hand. Thanks to Don. Fishing was great in Shell Beach, Lafayette, Yacker. All right, here we have somebody wants to know if we have any bass reports on the East Pearl River. What type of lures are they using? Uh, we're going to get Jeff's report coming up very shortly in the next 10 minutes, so stay tuned for that. But I know he mentioned that the river is falling under 10 feet. When the pearl gets under 10, fishing improves, water temperature dropping. Uh, I think we're kind of in that jerkbait, spinnerbait type transition period where you're going to start to go to heavier jigs and stuff. We'll get Jeff to talk more about that when we get him on. Uh, who else we got? We got one from uh, Wilmer, Alabama. Where's Wilmer, Alabama? I know where Wilmer, Louisiana is, but I don't, I don't know. Let us know. Tell us exactly where it is. GPS coordinates, please. Uh, let's see. This is... Uh, Someone says they have to work this morning, but we'll be in the blind after some woodies tomorrow morning. So they're bird hunting and deer hunting. Good for you. And then uh, Justin in Rainy Gentilly Wildlife Refuge that he oversees. Uh, he says, good morning. No ducks in the sky. Plenty of squirrels in the banana trees? I've never seen a squirrel in a banana tree. <laughs> I like this one. Shoot those nasty scoundrels. He's referring to the coyotes. I shot coyotes and bobcats on the deer stand and hours later harvested a deer. Pistol hunter for life. I've actually shot at a bobcat and seen deer come out later as well. So I don't know if that's really what the issue is, whether shoot or not shoot. It's not necessarily about messing up your hunt. Mm-hmm. It's whether or not you're increasing the population. Doing anything like, for the population. Yeah. I tell you what, uh, my hunting lease is overrun with them. I mean, I live next to the hunting lease, and uh, on a good full moon, fall night, winter night, it sounds like the howling of the, the Baskerville, the hounds of the Baskervilles out there. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going to come back and give Jeff Brule some time to tell us all about bass and freshwater fishing. He's got reports from the Chafalaya Basin, Delacro, Chef, and we're going to get him to talk about that huge bass he caught. I think he caught it out by the, the Shalmet Wall. Certified yesterday. hammer. Ooh, sent us a picture, too. Nice one. Back with Jeff's report right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. 
And our Bass and Freshwater Report with Jeff Rules brought to you by Berkeley, a division of Pure Fishing. You know them for the Berkeley line of gulp baits. They've got them for the Sockelet, the bass, inshore, offshore saltwater, lines of all kinds of fishing, whether you use mono, braid, or fluorocarbon, plus thousands and thousands of fishing accessories. Great Christmas gift ideas from catfish flippers to hand scales to fillet knives. If it's for fishing, Berkeley has it, a division of Pure Fishing. And Martha, I guess we got to congratulate Jeff on that fish he caught, huh? Jeff is, Beautiful. I'm quickly learning that Jeff is one of those horseshoe fishermen. That, oh. Uh, um, not, not saying that he doesn't put in the work, because he definitely does, but man, that is a hammer of a fish. And I feel like every time we talk to you, you've got some big fish story to tell us. Good job. Yeah, so I got the Matai laid out. I've been catching so many fish, you got to sit there and paint your fingers, all the swords you got on <laughs> taking fish off. Jeff, uh, let's start off with Pearl River because I had a particular listener that wanted to know about how's the fishing on the East Pearl and uh, bait suggestion for this time of year. What do you? What can you tell him? Well, the good news is the river's down. It's below 10 feet and it's going to continue to fall. You know, we're not going to get a whole lot of rain, so it's not going to come back up much if it comes up at all. Uh, it's been so muddy that there's really had been a lot of people fishing. I don't have a lot of reports, but uh, you know, basically this time of year you want to go fish drains uh, right off the main river, just where it contacts the deep water in the main river, especially if you find some clean water coming out of the marsh or the woods hitting the uh, main river. That's the spots and, you, you know, jigs on the bottom, you know, worms. And then also if just something moving slow, like maybe a slow-moving spinner bait, or sometimes that red crankbait will be good this time of year getting into the wintertime. So if you, you get, go, give us a good report, send us a report, because uh, I hadn't had a lot of reports the last few weeks because uh, the river's been so high. Jeff, uh, Chafalaya Basin, what's going on over there? <clears throat> well, it's down below four feet, which is good news for them. It's on a slow fall. Uh, you know, the Mississippi River's still high. It's above nine feet, so you know, the Venice guys aren't catching any bass down there hardly. So go up to Morgan City area and fish the basin, the the Southwest Junior Bassmasters hit the basin last weekend, and they had some really nice stringers. You know, some of the first place guys did good, and you kind of go down the list and you see the weights drop off. So it's kind of a you know, hit the right spot time of year. If you hit the right drain or the right tree, you can catch a couple of nice bass. But first place was Wyatt Ensminger uh, from Pride. He had thirteen ten. Uh, Eleven to fourteen year old age group was uh, Jackson Rogers from Dennis Springs. He had. 14.8 pounds with five bass. So despite the cold conditions last week, those anglers, you know, cracked the code and caught fish. So with a warmer trim this week, uh, the water's going to warm up a little bit more in a low river. You should be able to go out and find some uh, some spots. And spinnerbaits, always slow moving this time of year, kind of bounce them off the bottom. And any, any kind of bouncing bait off the bottom, Texas rigs and jigs are good in, in basin. Well, we know you're mainly a freshwater guy, but in your Delacroix report, you're talking about creature baits. So I need to get you to send us your address because I have the creature bait for you. Have you heard of the Mardi Gras Mad Martha? Oh, wait, wait. Now, we got a dandy Donnie that's a pretty tough lip. <laughs> yes, but it's we not gotta a creature Jeff bait, up. We got to fix Jeff up. Yeah, we need to send you some yeah, of our I, custom Cajun lures. Yeah, I need to try them. I'd yeah, be great. It looks uh, like your creature baits have been doing well. Yeah, we uh, had a buddy had some... Uh, I think it was a your mama uh, big bite bait creature bait with a black with a blue fleck in it flakes ah. and it seemed to be the best <clears throat> we're bouncing it off the bottom doing well with that and the fish are kind of scattered sometimes you can go down points you want to look for those constricted areas with a little deep water and some grass 
you know, we had, he had one we weighed, it was almost four pounds. We had a couple more that, you know, I can I'll send you pictures of that were in the three and a half, four pound range. But, you know, you get in those areas off Oak River or maybe between a big bay or a pond where they got a good drain coming out of it, this deep water. That's, that's what you want to look for this time of year down there. But uh, also popping corks down the bank in Oak Rivers, you want to catch redfish. We saw several guys doing that the other day. But the reds are just mixed in with the bass. You never know when you're going to catch one. <clears throat> you know, you hit a, feel a tap and you set the hook, you think it's going to be a bass and it's going to be a red. And you know, we caught a lot of fish the other day. We uh, had some bass to bring home, had 10 reds, and no telling how many we threw back. It was just one of those slow, slow, steady because of the cold weather, but, you know, just keep moving, keep hopping. You're going to find fish just about everywhere you stop down there. How tr- how often do you uh, take home bass, and do you have any limitations? You know, you sent us this beautiful 18-inch bass. What's your size limit for, for bringing them home versus releasing them? I usually release the big ones, two and a half pounds or bigger. I release those because um, that's your your brood stock. Uh, there's really no need to bring those home. Uh, I like to uh, keep the 12 to 14 inch fish, and, and I tell everybody this story. When I was uh, fishing out in uh, Leary one day around Delacroix, we was catching three and four or five pound bass, throwing them back, and about two or three days later, Katrina come through, and you couldn't catch a bass down there for about a year. So it doesn't really hurt to take bring home fish uh, as long as you kind of throw the big ones back uh, because first hurricane or tropical storm uh, will wipe the fish out and you'll start from scratch again so bring them bring them home yeah especially those marsh bass you know they're so prolific uh, you know in some river systems or enclosures and compounds you know you can certainly put too much pressure on bass but in those marsh areas uh, it'd be tough to fish them out of a marsh. Jeff, uh, colder temperatures are coming and won't be too far away. Give us some tips for fishing cold weather for bass. Yeah, the 55 degrees uses the, the marker I use for spinner baits and crank baits. When it gets below that, I put those baits up. I don't really throw them. So I want it the slow presentation when that temperature gets down below 55. A jigs, bulky plastic, plastics, you know, so... Like a Berkeley uh, bunker hog or creature hog, those are kind of your big profile baits. Uh, you target wood, anything that'll hold heat uh, for you know those lethargic bass. And you know sometimes I've seen it where you throw out and let it sit on the bottom. You're reaching down, you're getting something off the deck, and when you stand up and reel the slack out, your line the line's moving off. So it tells you just slow down. And, and when that water temperature is cold like that, them fish don't feed a lot. So just slow down and, and get that um, bigger bait presentation, and you should be able to pick up some nice nice stringers of fish. Jeff, got a, a tournament tomorrow over on that East Pearl we were talking about? Yep. Looks like the Lunkers and Liars, uh, they're going to be $50 per boat, and uh, they can go just about anywhere they want. But um, they should should do well because, like I said, the river's falling and hadn't had a lot of pressure because this last few weeks has been high and muddy. So it gets tough when the water gets out in the woods in the Pearl. But um, there's a lot of fish there. You can catch a lot of, you know, quantities. And, you know, the stringers have been, with this cold weather and muddy water, they've been about 10 pounds. But I look for it to be probably take about 12 or 13 or more. Because uh, those bigger fish are going to start to feed with this cold water water and cold air coming in. They know it's time to feed up for the winter. So you usually get a lot better quality with, with this type of conditions coming through. And maybe next time we talk, Jeff, we can uh, get into some uh, Sokolé, white perch fishing. You know, that temperature's dropping and kind of turns them on, makes them a little more accessible, and we can give some reports on those. Thanks for the report, Jeff. I'll check on that. Have Thank a happy you, Thanksgiving, my friend.
Y'all too. Thank y'all. All right, there he goes, Jeff Brule. Coming back after this timeout, we got Captain Darrell Carpenter, who I owe apology to. He wanted me to call him. I've been so busy trying to catch up from South Dakota. Uh, well, I'm going to talk to you in just a few minutes. Stick with me, Darrell. We'll be right back. And uh, keep those text messages coming in, 870-870. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And it's time to check in with Captain Darrell Carpenter, RealScreamers.com. And one of the biggest fishing days of the year is coming up. I'm talking about Black Friday. Not everybody goes to shopping centers. A lot of people hit the woods, the marshes, and the bayous. And fishing is very popular on that day because a lot of people have that extra day off. Darrell, what can you tell people that are coming down there this week to fish inshore for reds and trout? Well, I hadn't looked that far ahead, Don, so I don't know what the weather's supposed to be. But, man, if it if it... I mean, this little front we got coming today is not supposed to be bad at all. And if it holds like it's been all week, <clears throat> it's been the catching's been a little bit inconsistent. But if it calms down to where you can get out front, there was a big slug of fish this week out front. Um, everywhere from the barges at Fouchon, the, the rocks here at our pass, the rocks at Grand Isle, uh, the, the rocks at, at, at Bell Pass, Anything out front held a whole lot of really good fish earlier in the week. As the week progressed, like I said, the catch has got a little bit inconsistent, but there was some really, really pretty trout <clears throat> hanging out on the front side all week long. Um, and when the trout, I mean, most people are fishing rocks of some sort, whether it be the rocks here, the island, or the passes, um, East Timberlier even. When, when the trout kind of slide off, the sheephead had moved in to pick up the slack. So big boxes of sheephead. Hadn't been a whole lot of redfish simply because the weather's been so good all week. People's been concentrating on those trout. Um, they did this week, and, and maybe it was because of where everybody was fishing, but they did go back to being very dependent on live shrimp. Uh, live shrimp certainly provided the better catches. Plastic did a lot of good. Of course, that knocks the sheephead out. But, um, man, the side of the road has stayed constant, too. I was fishing the other day within sight of Highway 1, and I'm going to tell you, the people standing on that bridge was kicking my behind because they were <laughs> the way the tide was running, we couldn't move, we couldn't get in where we wanted to. And I was watching those folks standing on that bridge, and they were just, I mean, one fish after another coming over the side of that bridge. How about upper interior marshes, maybe up towards Leeville and some of those other areas? Are the trout moved up in there? Is the transition complete in there yet? Don, it has. The the Golden Meadow area has been producing a whole lot of really good trout. Uh, fishing those dead-end canals and, and, you know, just those all-field canals. Early in the week, things north of us, um, the the Manila Village area, the Little Lake area, the uh, Coffee Bay area, early in the week was producing really good fish, just drifting shorelines, drifting points. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, I guess it was probably Wednesday. I mean, the, it's like the fish just moved out. They got lockjaw. Uh, you know, just the, the catches fell way off. But, of course, that's when they really started picking up out on the front. So, it's it's one of those it's hard to stay on top of them right now they're they're not ganged up on top of the oyster reefs like they typically do this time of the year and the weather swings have got you you know you just you gotta you gotta be willing to burn gas and go look for them 
And Martha, offshore fishing. You know, you've gotten some good reports from Venice, although you haven't been fishing down there in a while. I'm just dying watching all these big tunas get caught. Uh, our season, my the captain I fish for takes off three months out of the year. But it seems like, and maybe you can have an opinion on this, the last two seasons at least, you know, it used to be October, October, October. It seems like for offshore, November has turned into the October. The fishing has been hot. It has. It has. But, but you see, I think, Martha, I think what it is, I think it's, a, it's an amount of pressure is what it is. Because October got promoted so hard and so heavy, and, and the fish were so easy to catch because it was all shrimp boat fishing. That you, you know as well as me, you've been out there more than me now. Is you pull up to a shrimp boat and you've got 15, 20 boats trying to work him. I think the pressure's driving those fish down. And what's happening is November, it's you know, the bigger boats are being able to fish longer into the winter with the rougher seas, and those fish are really just ganging up hard around those floaters and those drill ships. All right, Darrell, we got to run. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get some good reports after this Thanksgiving week. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good day. Stay back. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about Martha shooting South Dakota <laughs> prairie dogs. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.